Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and to any First Nations people from all over the globe for that matter and also acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is an ongoing process in which we all play a part. I'm Sally Goldner, I use the pronoun she, her, and a general welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited to ladies and gentlemen, haven't done that one in a while, Um, and um, this show is Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and today, hopefully, knowing no boundaries of age, come to that in a second. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show, love your thoughts on the, the theme for today's show. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show um, in a more instantaneous way, there's a big word for noon on a Sunday. Thank you to the to Lucy and I'm in for the coffee. That's probably where that kind came up from. Out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Look for posts on my page, Sally Goldner AM, and Out of the Pan three CR eight five five AM Melbourne on Facebook. Any opinions I state on the show will be my own. I will do some possible content warnings today. Um, There will be mention of school bullying, um, early life trauma perhaps, um, ageism um, or age discrimination in various forms, I think, and lateral hostility, also known as discrimination within LGBTIQA plus communities. So um, a few different things to consider today. Um, And we opened up with Got Me Under Pressure um, from ZZ Top. Have I given my age pedigree away? Well, not necessarily. I do like rock music. Um, uh, But why not? And, of course, there's debate about ZZ Top. going to cover it in a way, um, that sort of thing as well. But, yeah, I want to have a theme today. thought that struck me. You know, coming out in different age brackets, there are um, all sort of different situations, and of course, they're all valid. There's no one age to come out, um, you know, or no one age to be aware of. I'll start with gender and sexuality. Intersex status often having um, very a very different process, I think, or sometimes at least, maybe often a different process to LGBTQA. Um, and of course, there are differences within LGBTIQA plus about um, you know coming you know age. Of course, some intersex infants may be told early on that they were forced to have a surgery, and sometimes they're not told at all and find out later on. So that's the sort of differences there. But so focusing a little more on gender and sexuality, and not wanting to speak for a group that I may not have all the facts at hand or reasonable opinions. Um, the thought struck me on a few counts lately, <clears throat> and lo and behold, and I can only honestly say I did not read the papers <laughs> before I decided on this theme, I picked up the papers on the way into the station, and page five, um, credit to the Sunday Herald Sun, um, Danny Laidley, um, former AFL footballer and coach in the first part of her life, um, is about to um, release a, 
a, a new autobiography. I'm not sure if there's an old one, but um, and it's going to be called Don't Look Away, a memoir of identity and acceptance. And um, always wanted to write a book, um, and um, it's going to be have laughs and tears, which is um, well, there's plenty of those for um, queer people. There can be both, um, and and it says here um, quotes fearless, tough, uncompromising. That was my persona for the best part of five decades. Fearful, vulnerable, uncertain is how I felt for most of my life. I hope it brings you the same hope and joy as it brings me. So watch out August 30th, um, um, and you can pre-order um, that one at Booktopia. Um, so um, that's written, you know, very much an interesting theme. So five decades, you know, 50 years. Now, this is um, what's been striking me. There were a couple of reports of um, someone who came out very late in the UK, a, a, an older cis bi man. And of course, we often find that older cis bi men don't seem to come out later, but lots of people don't now. Let's try it. I can only really speak from the point of view of the middle and to some extent getting towards senior cohort. Um, you know, for myself, I, people say, well, when did you know? Now, did I know I was transgender at four? No. Did I know that I wasn't fitting in somewhere? And I'm going to talk about this a little in the next segment. Um, very much. Um, yes. And, um, you know, sort of, but I didn't have a word for myself. I didn't hear the word transgender as it was in the 90s until 1995, coming into my 30th year. And I think that's pretty critical that for years I felt like, by and large, life was going south rather than whatever True North was. I didn't even know what True North was. It wasn't on the compass, so to speak. So this can certainly be an issue for middle and senior cohort people. And it then leads to perhaps feeling of the first part of your life being maybe um, not as enjoyable or happy or fulfilled as it could be, um, a sense of waste, a sense of grief and loss, and grief can take various forms, not just over the loss of a, a loved one, um, of course. So all these things <clears throat> come, into, come to mind, and um, sometimes it can take time to resettle that, which is what I'm going to talk about in the next segment. But um, there's all sorts of issues for middle and senior cohort people, um, for those who want a relationship of some sort, sexual and or romantic. Um, are there less partners? Now, some might say, well, isn't that the case for heterosexual? Not necessarily so. Um, seems there's lots of dating sites. Um, a very good friend of mine who's in her late 60s, um, was away recently and was just chilling out in a bar um, to give herself a night out um, after visiting an elderly relation interstate and decided on a whim to go on to RSVP, having lots of dates. But sometimes for queer people particularly, it's not the case. And then we drill down through by people who have had to sadly, for example, listen to nonsense about bi from the broader community because of general anything that's not heterosexual isn't right, but then sometimes have had to face um, prejudice from elements of gay and lesbian. And I'm going to talk about that because that's an ongoing theme and something came up this week on that. Um, really, you know, it's sort of then there's that worry, where do we find? And now there's lots of groups. And I mean, declaring my interest, well, not interest, I regularly participate uh, in Boulder, the fabulous discussion group for bi people 40 plus, run by one of our previous guests, Riley, who is based in the Blue Mountains. So there's sort of 
these glimmers of hope. But sometimes, yes, we've got to start, but just because you find someone by an order, are they you know, someone who you're going to, in simple terms, click with? And it can be an issue for people who are gay or lesbian. You know, where are the older places and where do you go out? You know, um, I went not um, last Saturday or Saturday week ago now, but to the previous Unicorns. And it's a great event. It's very bi-inclusive, but I felt like the old Auntie Sally. I think I was probably the oldest person there and felt a bit out of it. And there just isn't that alternative. And what do we want? We don't necessarily, and it wasn't even that there was, you know, doof doof type of music. It was just dancey music, um, <clears throat> you know, the classics, so to speak. Um, but, you know, it just feels, you know, where do we go? So there can be that sense still of isolation. So lots of themes to think about. And then what happens to pe- when, you know, with people and situations in the first part of your life? These are all things that need considering. And um, this song, which was not originally meant with trans, but many trans people, including this one, have picked up, in my opinion, not quite as an anthem, but as a great song, um, and talks about gender, perhaps talks for trans, those assigned assigned male, um, but also with a twist at the end, about um, things that we have to consider in relation to gender. This is um, a fantastic um, track. It's by Dar, Dar, D-A-R, Williams, and When I Was a Boy. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. I won't forget when Peter Pan came to my house, took my hand. I said I was a boy, I'm glad he didn't check. I learned to fly, I learned to fight I lived a whole life in one night We saved each other's lives out on the pirate deck And I remember that night when Leaving a late night with some friends And I hear somebody tell me it's not safe Someone should help me I need to find a nice man to walk me home When I was a boy Scared the pants off of my mom Climbed what I could climb up And I don't know how I survived I guess I knew the tricks that all boys knew And you can walk me home But I you would like just a small boy on her bike riding topless yeah i never cared who saw my neighbor came outside to say get your shirt i said no way it's the last time i am not breaking any law and now i'm in this clothing store and the signs say less is more more that's tight means more to see more for them, not more for me That can help me climb a tree Ten seconds flat When I was a boy See that picture that was me Grass-stained shirt and dusty knees And I know 
things that gotta change. They got pills to sell, they got implants to put in, they got implants to remove. But When I'm being cut off, cut off I've had a lonesome, awful day The conversation finds its way To catching fireflies out in the backyard And so I tell the man I'm with About the other life I live And I say, now you're top gun I have lost and you have won And he says, oh no, no When I was a girl, my mom and I, we always talked. And I picked flowers everywhere that I walked. And I could always cry. Now even when I'm alone, I seldom do. And Okay, so this is Shebop. And so is this. And this. Shebop, a program that explores feminist issues. Tune in Mondays, 10.30am, for a show where only women get to speak, but everyone can listen. Donate to this year's Radiothon. Call 94198377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. And remember, every donation is tax deductible. So donate now and get your tax deductible receipt before the 30th of June. 3CR. Keep community strong. That's us, 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one Sunday afternoon. Otherwise, you can support 3CR's Radiothon um, and support Uprise Radio and stick together. 
is next Saturday, the 23rd of July, is their Climate Capitalism and the Future Radiothon fundraiser, which has discussion, food and refreshments, waffle, and live bands, starting from 3pm, um, so get there a bit earlier, no drag time. Um, there's a tradition that we could discuss um, in terms of age variations in the queer communities. But the panel starts at 3.30 through till 5 with Natasha um, Bamblett, Zelda Grimshaw, Colin Long, Anthony Kelly. That's a great panel. And then music from 5 till 7, Les Thomas, Maxine Fink and the Sooty Owls. As you do at Black Spark Cultural Centre, 235A St George's Road North. Get $10 at the door or book via Humanit- Humanitics. Um, and but no one turned away for lack of funds with the solidarity option. Go up Prize Radio and stick together and help 3CR move to completing our Radiothon. And thanks once again to everyone who's supported out of the pan or any show on 3CR. It's just, I say it all, all the time, it does leave me um, sort of in awe that people who are not often flush with funds, others people who support 3CR and help us keep on the air and help get to some to discuss grassroots community issues. And, well, uh, when I was a boy, <laughs> well, assumed to be a boy, um, if I can adapt the title of Dar Williams' amazing, powerful track. Um, and this has come up because I had an interesting experience. This year's been an interesting one. It's the 40th anniversary of what is now called Year 12, and, and in my day was called Higher School Certificate or HSC. And a few things have happened. Um, you know, I I, reckon, I also, um, for, apart from school, and it's public knowledge where I went, and it's not really about the school per se overall. It's just it could have been any, in inverted commas, all-boys school from in, in that time, probably anywhere in Australia or the so-called Western world. And um, earlier this year, um, I reconnected with a group of university friends, two of whom were people I'd where it was at school with as well. And that's been awesome. Um, and on Friday night, I went up to Dajurong and um, um, country on Ballarat and Wadarong to, um, because one of our number now lives up there and we decided to gather for refreshment. Um, and rather than the people from Ballarat always having to come down to the big smog, we went up there. And it was a crisp evening, to put it mildly. Um, I forgot to say thanks to the crew from out of the blue, diving deep for the marine news in their triple wetsuits um, at this time of year, if they are in at all. But they do dive deep. Um, well done, Andrew and team. And um, I got talking you know, with all of the crew, some of whom I hadn't seen in a while. But an interesting thing happened in relation to the 40th anniversary. One of my two friends, after not having anything to do for with the um, school for years, decided to go to the 40th year reunion. And this is where this brings up an issue for older queer people, um, particularly in my case, the um, focus here is on trans. Now, we'll bring in one of my content notes. I did unfortunately face what I will call extreme verbal bullying by most of my entire class of 25 in some degree for most of what was again age variation called forms one and two when I was there now years seven and eight remember it started just after Easter in year seven and went right through to the end of year eight when we were moved up to year nine slash form three and thankfully the good dude in charge of form three said we don't bully at this level that's all it took and they 95 percent 98 percent stopped 
entreaties, however, to the person in charge of, as it was called, middle school, went nowhere. And it obviously left somewhat of a scar for a long time. So my friend who went to the event um, had some interesting news. He spoke to um, someone. If there, if In terms of that bullying, there was one, we'll say, chief bully and two deputies. Um, there's a age giveaway with a Daffy Duck reference um, to drip along Daffy and deputy Porky Pig. But anyway, um, and it turned out, and I did remember this, that one of these deputies had tried to reach me via LinkedIn a few years ago, and I just thought, nah, don't want to know. Turned out this person, in his way, was trying to express some remorse. Now, one of the things I've learnt when it comes to gender is that particularly blokey blokes are not really people who can really say, I'm sorry, and mean it, and feel it with depth. Okay, that's internalised toxic masculinity or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I've come to accept that sometimes people will try to do an apology without saying sorry. But it was a very interesting thing. It was um, it was a sense of closure. I also heard um, that apparently the chief bully is not doing well health-wise. Someone and two other people who were jerks aren't either. Um, and gets you thinking, you know, does the universe work out in the end? I wouldn't wish ill health or ill will on anyone. But it's these sort of things that come up if you're an older queer, particularly in the first part of one's life. Now, an interesting contrast or an interesting, another angle I'll say, there's some degree of contrast here, is one of my friends from the bi community, who is a cis bi man, um, had some sort of reconnected with school friends, possibly for a reunion in recent months, and um, posted um, and sort of said, look, I'm now out as bi, and the friends just said, you are obviously welcome to come, and if anyone has a go at you about that, you bloody well let us know which I think is pretty damn impressive. Um, so, you know, it's, it's left me with a dilemma. Um, you know, my the deputy bully clearly passed a message through my friend to pass on. Mm, you know, um, do I give myself closure, to quote Dr. Phil? Interestingly, another thing happened. Someone else who was sort of, you know, when you're at school and you're sent there because either your parents want you to go to that school because of its reputation or and or location, um, you don't really get to choose who you go to school with a lot, I think, in a lot of ways. At least I didn't. Um, one guy who was sort of, you know, I didn't have anything against him. We, you know, started out, actually, we went all the way through. I think we were one of the 13-year crew who stayed all the way through, for better or worse. Um and he remembered an incident where one of the people who was now not so well was highly abusive me for, at me for stuffing up something in rugby. Um, yeah, the thing was, I didn't get any support at the time. So what do we take out of this story? It just goes to show that maybe, as I say, the universe comes full circle, things move on, you know, karma works itself out. But you also learn about lots of things. And I don't know, I don't, I'm still comfortable with the idea of, um, um, you know, that I didn't go to this reunion. I don't think I would have really enjoyed it. Um, but there would have been some selective people I wouldn't want on to see. One teacher I remember was one of the better guys who came out as gay after we left, although he did that to every year. So the people who finished year 12 obviously didn't just stop talking to the people who became the year 12 after them and would have known anyway. But of course, remember, this was the 70s and early 80s. 
and this was a very religious school, and there were implications for that. Not sure what the go would be now. So lots of interesting thoughts, you know, closure, school, how we come to terms with those past difficulties, bullying and other trauma that we might face at school. And that's, of course, not to say that younger people now are not facing, queer people are not facing difficulties at school, totally acknowledge that there's still bullying of all sorts. I did get some closure in a way back in May on Ida Hobbit Day. I had the honour of speaking at a school's first ever Ida Hobbit Assembly and the person who greeted me when I parked my car was who is now, I think, either school captain or at least some sort of prefect at an all-gender religious school, had sadly been on the receiving end of some queer phobia, but um, you know was able to stand up um, or sort of stand, sort of make the effort, a better choice of words, and organise queer pride groups at year eight, nine, and ten. And the excitement on this first ever acknowledgement of Idaho Hobbit Day and how the school did it was awesome, and that is also a sense of closure for me that. I see younger people coming out earlier and being able to get on with all of their lives, and that's really, really awesome. Um, so, lots of thoughts there. Welcome yours in response. Um, let's have a listen now to today's episode of Pacific X Wanu, and what have we got lined up? Um, the people on today, well, I'll let the crew from Pacific X tell you. Um, Tony is the presenter who's going to talk um, um, about a, a dedicated critical Indigenous learning space. Let's have a listen to the fabulous crew from Pacific X with the latest in their, in their series on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, and here's today's Pacific X. We are PX Fano, a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast created during the COVID-19 pandemic as a voice for our community, informing and promoting good health and keeping our rainbow Fano safe from COVID. This is presented by the Pacific X Collective and produced on Wurundjeri land in the studios of 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. Ta'alofa lava, you're with Tony K. Fretton, he, him, and we'll be having a chat with Vaisinia Tonga, a proud Pacific Islander creative artist based in uh, Melbourne, and I'll let Vaisinia introduce themselves. My name's Vaisinia Tonga. I am a writer and an artist. Uh, I'm co-founder of Pacific Storytellers Collective, also a member of Pacific X and a member of the Pacifica community in Melbourne. Tell us a little bit about your art and the kind of art that you do. My practice is part partly writing and also gakama, which is a Tongan creative practice where we make lays, costumes out of plant material, modern forestry techniques and traditional. Now, tell us a little bit about Rising, the Rising Festival, which was something you were recently involved in. Okay, so I, I was part of a collaboration. So the, the theme was around moon worship, and um, it created the um, legend of, of Hina and the eel. I had the Pacific X uh, members performing it. So we were initially commissioned to do it for last year. 
we did it for one night and then because of COVID, we were locked down. And then fortunately, we were recommissioned to show it this year. So we were able to finally bring it to life. And yeah, it was amazing. You know, I had kind of lost interest, the, the excitement of it, because, you know, it was something that was done and in my head put aside the, the performances mm-hmm. by, by the Pacific X performers brought it back to life and reignited the the whole project for me. So I'm really grateful for that. Thanks, Tony. Now, in general, how did COVID affect your art and your art practice? It was a double-edged sword. It was difficult because, you know, money wasn't coming in, but it was also good to just, you know, we're often just grinding and running constantly and having time to just sit and reflect was also good. Thank you, Vaisinia. What would be your words of encouragement to our Pacific emerging or just emerging artists in general? We're all artists, you know, we're all very, we're very, we come from very creative cultures and it's difficult for us to, you know, even using the word artist mm. is still a bit kind of uncomfortable for me. I mean, to, to understand that what we do culturally is also art and, you know, it, it also has a place in the wider conversation. Own it and do it. Thank you so much, Vaisinia. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now, for any emerging or current artist looking for information around art funding or grants, give Multicultural Grants a Google under the vic.gov.au or Google Sustaining Creative Workers at creative.vic.gov.au. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to PX Barno with the Pacific X Collective, speaking about keeping COVID safe and what that means to the Pacifica LGBTIQA plus community. For more of the latest information about COVID, go to www.health.gov.au. Listen and download our episodes from 3cr.org.au forward slash And to find out more about who we are, go to pacificx.com. PX Fano would like to thank the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Program for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Our theme music was produced and recorded by Vina. Catch us again next week on Out of the Pan on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. Just pick me a plum You came along And everything started into hum Still it's a real good bet The best is yet to come The best is yet to come they want it be fine You think you've seen the sun But you ain't seen it shine 
You just wait till the warm-up is on the way Wait till our lips, they have met And just wait till you see that sunshiny day You ain't seen nothing yet Best is yet to come And babe, won't it be fun? Come the day that you're mine Come the day that you're mine I'm gonna teach you how to fly We've only tasted that wine We're gonna drain that cup dry Wait till your charms are right For these arms to surround you For these arms to surround you You think you've flown before But you ain't left the ground Wait till you're locked in my embrace Wait till I hold you near That sunshiny place There ain't nothing Nothing like it here The best is yet to come And babe, won't it be fine Best is yet to come Come the day that you're mine Come that day when you're mine This woman sure looks fine three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally Light and Easy there with Frank Sinatra and John Cicada and the best is yet to come. Played that track for a number of reasons. I mean I do I think that there's a few thoughts that come out of it. The best is yet to come. Um, Well, we certainly hope so. We certainly hope that things do improve for all of LGBTIQA plus and that we achieve equity in society and within LGBTIQA plus communities. Um, But a few things have come my way um, or scattered bits and pieces, which we'll put together. First of all, had a message on the SMS um six one four five six seven five one two one five um and um that's from I'm not sure if the pronunciation is Sarah or Sarah. Um but this is where we start raising content notes for transphobia and lateral hostility. Sarah said, Did you read hear the recent comments from Macy Gray and Bette Midler, two gay icons? Well, you've tapped into a theme of what I was going to talk about, Sarah, because yes, they made some I'm not going to repeat the actual words, some highly transphobic comments, um, dare I say, Macy Gray. Um, it's a case of um, um, choking and stumbling, to quote um, her famous um, chorus line, um, and really, really disappointing. And it's disappointing when it comes from people who are called gay icons, but then they turn out to make these sorts of remarks. And, of course, a certain author, who I don't even think is worthy of having her name on this show, cops the same thing. And so it's this sort of thing that, you know, um, can recreate 
trauma for older recreate create slash recreate trauma for older quiz i remember about four or five years ago a trans woman i'd known for a long time posted to the words to the effect if not close to exact on facebook so we've still got the gender critical types religion politics media all having a go at us what's changed now to some extent, that's true. I'll come to media in a minute, thanks to one of our awesome listeners. Um, another one, I should say, on top of Sarah. Remember, 3CR only has awesome listeners, no regular ones. And seriously, um, you know, yes, those same elements who always seem to be having a go at us, and I'm only talking, I think, here to play safe in the Australian context, are still there. But if there is a difference, there is more allyship. Um, for example, of Australians don't believe in exemptions for religious um, law. There was another poll during the week that found that 87% of people were either against or neutral towards a certain candidate for Warringa and her anti-trans views um, being selected for to be that candidate, which meant only 13, 1-3% were for her. 82% of people think gender and sexuality need to be sensibly discussed in schools. We are seeing a greater sense of allyship. I suppose there's lots of parents who want their kids to be happy. There's LGBTQIA plus parents and who don't want people to go through what they went through, all those sorts of things. But it does hurt when um, you know these sorts of things come up. And you know there's lots of amazing... Bicons and tricons out there, um, one of whom, Brenda Howard, is someone I wanted to talk about, um, who passed away in 2005, an American bi rights activist, sex positive feminist, and polyamorous, who's sometimes called the mother of pride. And there now is an award, the Brenda Howard Memorial Award, um, which was created in 2005, and it's the first major. Uh, a first award by a major American, and it says here on Wikipedia LGBT org, to be named after an openly bi person, uh, recognising um, an individual or organisation whose work on behalf of the bi community and greater LGBT community best exemplifies vision, principles and community services exemplified by Brenda Howard and serves as a positive and visible role model for the entire LGBT community. And part of Brenda's history, she was involved in LGBT rights Gay Activists Alliance, Speakers Bureau in the Post-Stonewall area, da-da-da-da-da. Now, here's the content note for um, lateral hostility and all the rest of it. Um, During the week, I got alerted to this, um, and the link here, if you go to prideinpractice.com.au and click on the PDF, I'll pop, not sure whether to pop this link in the um, program notes or not, um, it's Pride in Practice, which is um, run by ACON, Pride Inclusion Programs, the Australian LGBTQ Inclusion Conference, and it does say LGBTQ, um, Melbourne, 28 to 30 November. Now, have a listen to this, and this is what things, what pisses um, me off. It has conference themes. It says, you know, it talks about allies, awareness, intersectionality, leadership, First Nations voices. Sounds good. Then we go down further and it says um where was it here um um oh here we go under awareness um emerging identities you know i will say content note here emerging identity this is a quote emerging identities can include but is not limited to bisexual pansexual asexual demisexual aromantic and non-binary people seriously the mother of pride was bi, and 
here is a a leading organisation or self-proclaimed leading organisation saying buy is emerging. I'm sorry, no. And it's this sort of lateral hostility, discrimination and stupidity within rainbow communities that causes huge problems. Now, just to declare an interest, I work by day now as a self-employed diversity consultant specialising in LGBTIQ and double specialising in bi and trans. And you could say, well, with stupidity like that, my job is easier. Um, And, you know, that's why my lived expertise is bi and trans, or at least trans-binary, is an advantage. But the problem is, when that sort of inaccurate information that says, oh, buys this new thing, comes out from a so-called leader, I reckon that's pretty disappointing. You've also got the issues that's come up in the last few weeks around World Pride, which was, we'll say, parented, if I can use the term, by Mardi Gras, which, of course, has an abysmal history on by. And this was discussed on an episode with Maria Paiotti Chiaroli in 2020. But in case you missed it, content note, biphobia and bivilification, people who identified as bi and wanted to become a member of Mardi Gras during the 90s had to come before a panel and explain why they weren't going to sabotage Mardi Gras. Well, someone could have said they were gay, lesbian or hetero and they could have sabotaged Mardi Gras. Give me a break. So the point I'm making is older people have had to put up with a lot more lateral, hosti- a lot more lateral hostility and discrimination. And the last link on this, Kayleen, one of our awesome listeners, has sent me in this um, comment from Friday's Guardian, the Weekly Beast, Australian media. Um, the headline, I'm not sure about this, press watchdog wades once again. Well, I don't think it's wading. I think that's a little judgmental into Australian tabloids unfair reporting of trans issues by Amanda Mead. And the number of stories, the Daily um, Telegraph, um, was, did, did, gee, the Daily Telegraph didn't do a balanced story on trans. Well, who'd have thunk it? Um, and um, others, um, you know, sort of talked about um, other things. Um, and um, um, the Herald Sun was wrapped over the knuckles. Big content note here for describing a defendant in a court story as a trans woman who suffered from personality disorder. And the Daily Mail um, triple content warning, cross-dressing serial killer 75 wants you to pay for his sex change surgery when he's released from jail. Um, and um, there's all these sorts of things. And... Um, the guidelines from the press count, which doesn't have, unfortunately, a lot of force, say that unfair or inaccurate reporting with persons relating to diverse sexual orientation, gender identity and sex characteristics and issues related to them can have adverse mental health outcomes and harmful implications. Well, very, very true. But I suppose asking commercial media um, to 100% report with balance and fairness on any issue of um, discriminated against groups, well, um, then I'll wake up or something, I suppose. Um, so, um, there is some thoughts for the day. Um, the things that, um, older queer people have to face, particularly by trans intersex ace, um, the, the issues of lateral hostility that do turn up, um, things that we have to consider. Um, and as I say, really disappointing that a major organisation would put out what I feel, I feel very patronised by saying that, I, as a bi person, am just emerging, and I'm sure I'd be pretty confident I can say most non-binary people would feel the same way. And I just think it's really disappointing that the um, sort of corporate gay stream belt um, up in Sydney puts out this sort of stuff, really, really disappointing, and just recreates trauma. 
and um, you know, and they'll probably say, oh, but we didn't mean it to. I've tried to talk to Mardi Gras, and I know many others have, on getting an apology for the past biphobia. And once I was told, oh, but there's a bi group in Mardi Gras now. Yeah, thanks, but that doesn't mean you've done cultural change. And given that Mardi Gras, as I said, parented world pride, it's why I don't want to go. I will not promote it. Um, I just find, um, you know, the, the world pride thing looks very corporate. Uh, interesting tickets sold out in a few hours or uh, very quickly when they went on sale this week, the corporate ones. And Star Observer has a picture, gee, interesting of what looks, you know, whilst you can't tell someone's sexuality, I suppose, from a photo, looked like a lot of gay men at a pool party. That's not world pride. And yes, there are some scholarships for those who might be um, not so well off. But, you know, do you really think someone who's struggling from, in say, Ukraine is going to get out here on a scholarship, a trans woman from Ukraine? I don't think so. So these are things that we need to consider and, that you know, these things keep coming up. And I suppose what we can do try to, to be positive is simply try to keep moving forward. Anyway, you're on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Come have a couple of messages and then wrap up Out of the Pan. Wah carries the stories of our ancestors, forever watching over us and protecting us. Join me, Taldem Chogo Edwards, for Balamwa, a journey of stories, yarns and music about freedom and survival from 2pm to 3pm every Thursday afternoon on 3CR 855 on your radio dial. As I walk alone on my dreaming track tonight I can hear the voices of my elders Their ancient sounds echo in my mind to the beat of clapstick and the dancing. DigiTube, people, place, language. Connecting stories, culture and language across Australia. Contribute your content in digitube.com.au. Sign up for a free account and select your options for streaming. Download and broadcast promotion. A 3CR supporter. Dig there. Um, great. Um, doing great work um, 3CR, uh, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, we have uh, a message come in from Kayleen. Let me um, have a look at it. Um, she went to her 20th anniversary high school reunion in the mid-90s. Thought about sailing up to central Queensland. Um um, well, as long as you had the CBA radio, 10-4, good buddy and all that. Um, very fortunate the woman organising it was supportive, tried to prevent problems, only had... Um, 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 and I only had one more... one Only had more ignorant comments, although one person was concerned about didn't turn up. Decided to stay away after a letter I wrote about my life was circulated. Um, interesting to see how people had turned out. The alpha personalities had not done well. None of the contacts have lasted over the years. That's mainly because we all have changed under various life pressures. Look, this was something that I discussed up at drinks on um, um, in Ballarat on Friday with my friends that, um, you know, people have changed under various life pressures. Um, and um, Kayleen's also come back and spoken about the 
um, by a group in Mardi Gras, Martin Luther King pointed out in context of racism that when as a knife is stabbed nine inches into someone's back, pulling it out is not fixing the problem, more is needed. Similarly, creating a bi group is only a part of the response required. Yeah, here, here, you've got to, you know, the wounds need to heal properly, um, you know, um, rather than just have some sort of superficial toxic positivity approach. And it's a big issue. that, And unfortunately, I do express concern that a lot of gays and lesbians have not adjusted to life, I'll say, post-marriage equality, where they still think they run the whole community, when, I'm sorry, you do not. Um, you know, the community, um, you know, um, people have to speak for themselves. And I think there needs to be guidelines developed about who speaks for whom and when. Um, very quickly, as I say, look, I can't, I'm not a, a youth um, I'm a, born in 1965, so I'm in the middle cohort. Um, but I totally acknowledge that you know um, there are all sorts of issues for younger people. You know, I grew up in a time when there wasn't internet and social media, giving my age away. Um, and um, you know, sort of. Um, um, anyway, um, you know, no internet and social media back then, and so now there is, which of course leads to online bullying, which you know. Um, has its issues compared to, um, you know, sort of in person. But the other side of the coin, I suppose, is that younger people um, at least are getting out earlier. And when we see them moving along so quickly able to get a start in their life, it does give a sense of hope. And I think that's a really important thing about intergenerational learning. And I know I just get so much hope from seeing this. And one story I know others do, I was up at Mardi Gras, um, not at the event, actually, I should say, I was at for the All About Women's Festival in Sydney in 2018. And because International Women's Day fell sort of just after Mardi Gras weekend, I was probably the only queer in Sydney who wasn't at Mardi Gras, um, or maybe not. Um, and two trans people, one person from the UK was with me. And that person, we had Mardi Gras on mute, on in the background, watching the parade go by, and when the group of young trans kids came along, that person just burst into tears because, of course, the UK is not doing well on trans at all. So, you know, there are the signs of hope. There are those signs of visibility, and I definitely feel the same way about younger trans people and relatively younger to me. Um, um, Georgie Stone, what are you going to do now that Neighbours has finished? You'll have to find something else to do. But, of course, the dream, dream time of Georgie Stone has premiered and hopefully will be on, uh, is going to be due on Netflix soon. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Not sure what's going on today there. What will they have? But I'm sure it'll be a great show full of animal advocacy, vegan and vegetarian news, as always. Take it out today with a, a, show, um, a song that I was bopping along to in the car on the week. It came up on random and I'd forgotten about this one. Um, we'll dedicate it. We have tens of thousands of United Australia Party listeners um, for this show. What do you believe two dozen? How about maybe one? Um, here's M People covering the Doobie Brothers and What a Fool Believes. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.